0: Hey, what's going on, Clipper people? It is me, William, the Opinion Updike. Oh, and I am positive Chuck Mockler. And we're your friendly neighborhood Clippers podcast. Just a couple of best friends and Clipper credential media folks who bring you locked on Clippers. What what, what are we coming at them right now? Three, Three days a week?
1: Coming at them three days a week right now. Regular season. It is a hearty five days a week. Actually, next week, I believe we start back with five days a week. So get ready to hear us at seven in the morning, five days a week.
0: That's right. Kicking things off today, we're talking the freshies. On Mondays, we like to talk about what's new, what's fresh to the squad. (laughs) This one's a little interesting because we actually kind of have some questions about the personnel uh, with the loss of Atkinson and Chauncey Billups. Sort of who's going to fill that void? Uh, And then also we have some some other fresh guy stuff, Justice Winslow. We want to talk about is there any possibility of him maybe running a little point forward? And then also I kind of want to get into like what is the new guy packing order for sort of some near coffee minutes kind of like those deep uh sort of guard minutes or or who could who could carve out sort of a niche there and then in segment two if you didn't hear the clippers broke ground on the intuit dome so we're going to talk about that and then for some reason balmer did weigh in on a Kawhi update so uh you <laughs> know we're gonna talk about it uh and then in shavings PG uh, is having some interesting dinners with some interesting oh, man. people. We're going to talk about it. Happy birthday to Surge. We'll talk what gifts we're getting, Serge. So all that and more coming up right about now. You are Locked On Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Yes. So welcome to the Freshies, where we kind of just talk, you know, new things going on with the Clippers. This weekend, I was thinking we haven't heard a lot of, you know, hiring news um, from the Clippers on the who's replacing Kenny Atkinson and Chauncey Billups front. Um, These two guys, very important for Clippers development. Um, Kenny Atkinson, especially, credited with doing a lot for Terrence Mann and all that thing. Um, I'm not really sure what's happening with this, but I really hope there's some more dev-focused people coming in, especially given the fact that you've kind of referred to this year as kind of like a house money year with development. And we have a chance to get some younger guys on the team, your canards, your mans, all the new draft picks, um, your Jay scrubs, like time to make, to take another leap like they did last season.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like this year to me is going to be judged on the success of sort of how we can develop, you know, what youth we do have on this team as Mm -hmm. well as uh, optimize The other players not named, you know, Kawhi Leonard or Paul George uh, on the roster to to make this team a contender, you know, moving forward, Um, you know, if the worst case scenario is possible and, you know, we don't have Kawhi for an entire season in playoffs. Hey, I mean, it is what it is, but like, let's let's get the supporting cast ready to go uh, for the following season. So yeah, I don't know what does this mean for like Sean Fine. I mean, is the pressure <laughs> on him? him? Like, I, I I don't really know. I you know, without knowing who's going to step up and fill some of these positions, uh, it's a little bit difficult to see what the path is forward. You know, yeah. for some of these guys, and I don't know. Maybe Ty is losing some sleep about it over the summer. <laughs> I hope know. not.
1: Historically, he, he <laughs> loses too much sleep.
0: Um, He's just I, in the backyard, chain smoking cigarettes, looking at <laughs> yeah. looking at yarn-balled pictures of Brandon Boston Jr. and Luke Kennard and just yeah, to fit.
1: I think, so I think for Sean, fine. And I don't know if this is like a pressure year for him. I see this as more of an opportunity year for him. Because if I'm, I might be mistaken, but I'm pretty sure he came over with Kenny Atkinson cool. from the Nets. And so this might be his kind of first foray into being the guy for development. You know what I mean? Like being the number one guy who's calling it. And also Dante Jones for the Clippers. He's one of the development guys. He's one of the film guys. He has a chance to really, you know, like it's so hard to like put a stamp on this stuff, like behind the scenes wise, like for fans to really see, you know what I mean? Like you kind of got to wait until like the end of your reports where like the head coach kind of drops like, oh, Sean Fine and Dante Jones really helped out. But I think we'll see it early, right? Like, We've talked about kind of the the schedule being really important in the beginning uh, with all the home games that we have. And then there's going to be some scheduled rest. So I think Dante Jones and Sean Fine are going to have a lot of opportunities to show what they've done um, for the young guys. And this is a bit of a hard pivot. What like Terrence Mann, we mentioned, needs development. What does this year mean for Terrence Mann's extension? Do we throw him the extension this year or do we wait? Cause we could, we get him for really cheap this year. So we don't like, I'm not sure what the Clippers are thinking that wise. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I might be putting, uh, I might be counting the eggs too early or whatever the saying is, but I, I would say <laughs> at this point, like, I mean, his offer of an extension is reasonably safe. Yeah. Uh, Cause he's got a club option after this season for $2 yeah.
1: million, which yeah. like, I don't know if the Clippers are going to nickel and dime them to the point of being like, we're going to check in that club option. So you're only making $2 million next season. Cause then he's an unrestricted free agent after that. So, yeah, seeing how this team has taken care of players, I'm hoping the extension gets done this year.
0: I think there's a lot of value and I still think, you know, like he can get a, you know, much bigger payday than what he has been making. Uh, Mm -hmm. While it's still being an extremely value uh, contract for the Clippers. Yeah. uh, It's just going to be a matter of, you know, sort of where they can meet in the middle from sort of his agent's expectations to what, you know, we can make happen with the cap.
1: Yeah, because we've seen the highs, right? Like, we know what he can do. He can win you a pivotal playoff game. <laughs> we've talked about VORP watch and stuff, and I think with this season, it's like, can he be a much higher value than replacement player is what it's going to have to look like. Um, another interesting kind of new guy uh, debate, this was happening on the Clippers subreddit. They were wondering if we'll see Justice Winslow run point at any point Um this next season. Like he had his best years with the Heat as kind of that point forward guy. The shooting was pretty good. Um the passing is above average for someone who's kind of his size and at his position and stuff like that. So I I was kind of on the side of people who think that we will see him run point forward. The Clippers offense setup makes this seem not something that's super crazy. Like we've seen Paul George run point, we've seen a bunch of people run point in this Tyloo system. Um, and I think I'm now at the point where a I'm hoping Justice Winslow's healthy, and b, I'm hoping he gets up to speed enough that I kind of want to see point forward justice Winslow,
0: yeah, so i I mean, like, I think it's an interesting wrinkle. I don't know if I like I don't we just have so many ball handlers. I don't know if I need yeah. anything that involves like sets for <laughs> justice Winslow, yeah, uh, it, you know, I think it's like a nice wrinkle, um. Oh yeah. This is not a rely on thing. This is a, of course, of course not. Of course not. But I'm just saying like, do I even need to see one set of justice Winslow, like running a point per game? I like the passing is what gets me. I I want to be in the justice Winslow upside boat with you. I want to be paddling (laughs) the gondola, but like I just think that we have so many better playmaking forwards that He's kind of lower on the list for me. Who've been on the team already? It makes total yes. sense. <laughs> yes.
1: I think I might be, and I don't even know if I'm like irrationally hyped for Winslow, but I'm like, if he's healthy, he's he's going to be a great contributor for the Clips. Um, let's talk this uh, this new guy pecking order you brought up because I think I think Jay Scrub, who I'm still kind of a guy, he's got to be top of the 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 order. And we're, when we say new guys, we mean everyone who's not in the immediate rotation. People know who we're talking about. The draft picks. Jay scrub, um, that kind of thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of interesting looking at how this could, could shape out. I mean, so I guess the options are, you know, you have Jay scrub who had a very limited sample size. He had, he played four games last season, one start. Interestingly enough, he averaged 21 minutes in those four games, which is absurd. And (laughs) If you watch the last two games of Clippers basketball, you know how those minutes uh, kind of got driven up. Yeah. He averaged nine and four. Um, oof. With one of the worst negative <laughs> assist to turnover ratios uh, I've ever seen. Uh, he averaged 0.3 assists and 1.8 turnovers. So for those at home, that is uh, about six turnovers for every assist. <laughs> not uh, bad. Learning, not growing pains. <laughs> <laughs> Very, very bad. Uh, He did have six playoff appearances, all kind of in garbage time. Yeah. Uh, I'm just kind of wondering, like, is he higher in the order? Like, what does playing time look like for kind of a score-first guard Mm -hmm. in that, you know, third-up kind of position?
1: I think it's that Lou Will role kind of, right? I'm not comparing him to Lou Will in any way in terms of effectiveness or what we've seen him do at all but that's the role right the guy who you're like go get us a bucket like and jay scrub can do that if there's one thing jay scrub can do it's get to the rim when he wants to it's be aggressive it's make things happen on the offensive end um specifically when it comes to scoring so i think that's kind of his role like this next upcoming season is to soak up some of that like inject some life into the into the you know kind of lower tier bench unit or something like that but i think you're right like the yeah. score first guard you got to play defense if you're going to get real minutes on this clippers
0: team yeah i i agree and so i i and you know like maybe if bledsoe does end up moving to the starting lineup which you know mm-hmm. is definitely a possibility that could change sort of like what these guard minutes will look like for these guys because then essentially the only you know the only guys in, in front of them will be terrence Mann and, and luke Kennard at that point right um so it's interesting. I, another kind of like guy in the pecking order that uh, I think is an obvious choice or would have been prior to the summer league uh, <laughs> is, is got to be Amir Coffee, right? I mean, he has the most appearances out of any of these dudes. He's got 44 appearances uh, last season, averaged about nine minutes a game, not terribly productive, you know, averaged about three yeah. and one. <laughs> um but you know, we know the hustle is there. There's flashes. Uh, he's of been it. working. He's been working on the shot. I think, and I know that I always try to say not to rea- overreact to summer league. But I got to be honest, man. Uh, his summer league performance has me a little down.
1: It was weird. It makes sense that you're down
0: on it. Yeah, it, it just has me wondering, like, what, where can Amir's role grow with this team? Uh, if you know if it is going to happen this would be the year to do it yeah I think I put him
1: (laughs) I think I put him honestly I think him and Brandon Boston are in the same level like Brandon Boston already has the deal he's got the highest deal for someone who's not a European draft and stash that late in that draft so wild I think him and Amir are in the same spot and then I think Keon and Preston are going to be summer are going to be G League darlings like Preston needs to put on weight Keon and we got to wait till the preseason too right like we haven't we've seen summer league but preseason's coming up so we'll know more then but I think bbjr and amir are going to be battling each other for those peripheral minutes those very peripheral minutes
0: yes yeah the deep but you think that scrub is
1: ahead of those six
0: minutes a game
1: I think he'll be averaging six minutes a game um and it'll it'll be fun to watch. Comfortably. comfortably like six and a half maybe um coming up we're going to be talking the Intuit Dome groundbreaking and a very funny injury, quote unquote, update from Steve Ballmer and Koi Leonard. Uh, but first, we got to give a shout out to Sweat Block. We know there are a few things in life that aren't fun to talk about. One of them is excessive sweating. I never have fun when I'm talking about this with other people. Uh, some of you may know someone who's dealt with this, and it can be difficult. We know that this isn't life and death. There are much worse problems in the world. But let's be honest, in the moment, it can feel like a big deal. Nobody likes to pit out during an important speech interview or first date. Heaven forbid. I'd much rather not worry about it. And that's why people use sweat block antiperspirant wipes. Sweat block is stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. You simply apply it at night before bedtime, go to bed, dream your sweatless dreams. And then the next morning you wake up, wash, and go about your day without worrying about sweat. Guaranteed. No more pitting out. No more picking shirts based on which one will hide your sweat better. If you or someone you love is dealing with this, you have to check out sweat block. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with promo code LOCKEDON or at Amazon and CVS without a discount. Uh, and now that you're not
0: sweating, Will, how can I make my TV watching experience easier? Oh, you got to check out Direct TV. Uh, does this sound familiar? You're watching sports highlights on your phone and you got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. So, get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream at directtv.com. Don't forget compatible device required. Content varies by package. All right, we're
1: talking the Intuit Dome groundbreaking celebration that happened on Friday, um, as well as some fake kind of kawaii injury updates given by uh, Steve Ballmer. No disrespect to Steve Ballmer. Um, just first things first, you know, a lot of the if news has passed. A lot of people have kind of seen uh the renderings of the stadium how do we feel about it how do you feel about the look of the stadium now there's kind of these updated renderings and stuff
0: like that uh i like the renderings i guess i'm excited it, it's difficult for me because it still feels like a little, a bit of a ways off you mean because
1: it's 2021 and it happens in 2024 um i that that's like my thing like it got, it got me really excited for playoff basketball in 2024. The grand scheme of things, this is great because for the Clippers, the 1230 starts were brought up. We don't have any more of those happening, which is phenomenal. Um, I like this, too, because there's a big emphasis from Steve Ballmer on getting people involved with the game happening. Um, his quote was, at the Intuit Dome, your job is not to be a spectator, it's to be a participant, which is great. There's this thing happening in modern stadiums where they're giving people a bunch of stuff to do other than pay attention to the game. Like if you've been to any kind of newer baseball stadium, which is a very different sport, there's a bunch of stuff to do that is not focused on the actual game taking place. Like there's like, it's almost like a carnival aspect. And I love that this um, stadium has that big of an emphasis on it. My favorite part is the wall of sound, which is going to be near the visitor's bench it's going to be 51 continuous rows with no sweets. And it just looks like it's going to be something the Clippers haven't had, which is a true home court advantage in the sense that the crowd, like the place where the crowd is engineered to rattle the other team.
0: Yeah, I think that's really cool. I, I mean, I think that anytime you can get like a purpose-built stadium, uh, I mean, it's definitely great. You know, look at exactly like, Utah and their situation, mm-hmm. it seems like. I mean, well, there's other factors on there, but it seems like a very hostile (laughs) plan. Right, yeah. Just sound-wise, we're talking. Just sound-wise, yeah. The design and uh, of that being, you know, just person-driven, just, I think, is... uh, Can can we talk about the other emphasis, which seems to be uh, very heavily on bathrooms?
1: Dude, so there's there's 640 restrooms, which is twice as many as any other arena. There's 1,500
0: toilets. (laughs) That's absurd.
1: And like, look, I get that this is good, but why did they make such a big deal about this at the groundbreaking? Like, this is one of the bigger takeaways from this groundbreaking was how many toilets there are. Is this a borderline waste?
0: Yeah, I, I guess it's good. I don't know, man. Like, why, why is this a marquee feature?
1: Yeah, it's like it's. I mean, it's like it's great. Like, there's also going to be five full size basketball courts. <laughs> which is cool. There's a secondary court inside the arena. Not sure what that's going to be used for, but that'll be sick. Every high school team in California will have a Jersey present, which is pretty cool. The Minnesota wild do that um, at their, at their team uh, in the NHL. I'm like, one of the cool things I like is the emphasis they put on seats that aren't considered quote unquote good. Like the upper bowl is going to be 45 feet closer to the court than any other NBA arena which is like, I love that. That's such good stuff for the value fans. Like we've all been to stadiums where you can't get nice seats and you're like behind a pillar or like, you can't see anything. <laughs> so that's going to be great. I think we do got to talk about like, so 30% of the jobs at the Intuit dome will go to Inglewood residents, which great. Obviously that's great. Maybe the percentage could have been a little higher, probably should have been. Um, $80 million will be invested into affordable housing, um, according to Steve Ballmer, $75 million of that going into a nonprofit loan fund, which is great. A for-profit loan fund would have been a way different vibe uh, for this announcement. Um, but this brings up kind of a part of building a giant stadium in a community that's been not a priority for, you know, in terms of economic growth and things like that around it. Creating a space like this unsettles the local economy no matter what.
0: So much going on from stadium perspectives there in, in what is a very tight area. Especially. It's almost like a residential area. Yeah. Yeah. Truly. It's yeah, it's not like it's like,
1: uh, it's not downtown.
0: <laughs> yeah, or like the meadowlands or something where it's like it's less here's a stadium. Uh, it's less yeah. of an intrusion. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't know, man. It's like one of those things that's difficult the best because on one hand, like at least it wasn't paid for by taxpayer dollars. Sure. Um, you know, if they can give back to the community, that is ideal. Uh I've already kind of read some things about how the zero emissions thing is actually like you can't have a pro sports arena that has zero emissions. Especially with all those toilets, Ryan. Are you kidding that's me? That's what I'm saying. Um
1: like the Clippers do seem to be doing a bit more than other franchises in the past, but that doesn't mean there aren't consequences to a, a multi-billion dollar stadium being built. Like we said, in the middle of what is essentially a residential area. Like the renderings are cool, but then you kind of look around and you're like, this is in the neighborhood. <laughs> like this is. So the fallout from this, who knows? We're obviously very excited about the stadium, but there are two sides of this coin, um, which are important to think about with things like this. Um, the guys over at Clipset Pod, Had some great stuff about this and continue to will, too. Um, Let's move on to this Kawhi update that we got that was, I mean, a very small update. Like, the the headlines read after Friday's ceremony that Steve Ballmer suggested that Kawhi Leonard could return this season. But the quote is, nobody knows at this stage, Ballmer said at the groundbreaking of the team's new arena Friday. Nobody knows. It's possible. For sure, it's possible. But it will depend on what the doctors say and what Kawhi says. Who's asking this question? What is the point in asking Steve Ballmer this question? It'd be great if Kawhi comes back. I hope he does. We we kind of are of the the conspiracy that he maybe got the surgery done a little bit sooner um, than what was maybe reported. But he's not wearing a brace. He was at the the groundbreaking ceremony. Him and PG were not really hyped on fits and the tantrums playing music, which makes sense. Um, but. I don't know. I think I'm getting more optimistic about him returning, but that's based on absolutely nothing.
0: Yeah, I have not gotten any more optimistic.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That is fair. Um, We'll see what happens. The groundbreaking was great. Um, You know, like I said, it got everyone really excited for basketball in three years. It's going to be a good time. Um, Coming up, we're going to be talking. PG uh, had a very big weekend. Welcome to New Child. Uh, Also was out with some interesting players. And then Serge Ibaka had a birthday. But first, got to give a shout out to Sleeper. Uh, In 2018, the fantasy sports experts at Sleeper realized that fantasy basketball was broken. Games were being won and lost based on whose players had more scheduled games that week. It made no sense and required very little strategy. So in 2020, Sleeper released a brand new way of playing fantasy basketball. It's called Game Pick, and it's only available on Sleeper. In Game Pick, owners pick a single game per week for each starter to count towards their team's total score, ensuring an even number of games played between opponents. The days of losing because your opponent's players simply had more scheduled games to play in that week are over. The days of mindless daily busy work are over. The days of giving up halfway through the season because of that busy work also over. In Game Picks, you pick one game per week for each player based on matchups, home versus away, opponent's defensive ranking, offensive pace of play, and more. All of that adds up to more strategy and less busy work. Whether you prefer Redraft, Keeper, or Dynasty, Game Picks has you covered Sleeper, Crack the fantasy football code. If you play fantasy football, if you prefer building out a weekly strategy versus daily busy work, you're going to love game picks. Download the Sleeper app and start a league with your friends today. You will not be disappointed. And you know what else you won't be disappointed in is this whole freaking Theragun. Will, talk to me about this Theragun.
0: All right. So you know how much I love my Theragun. Oh, yeah. You can't let the stress of daily life weigh on your body. Whether you're an elite athlete or someone like me, just try to make it through the day tension free and Theragun can help with that. So, Theragun is the handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combo of depth, speed, and power. And it's as quiet as an electric toothbrush. The Gen 4 Theragun doesn't just feel good. It gets to the source of the pain by releasing tension using Theragun's signature percussive therapy, which goes 60% deeper than vibration alone. So whether you want to treat your muscle tension from working out, an injury, or just the stress of everyday life, there's no substitute There's no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4. The, o- the OLED screen and design makes you feel like you're holding something from the future. Just go to their site and check it out. Theragun is trusted by 250 professional sports teams like Real Madrid, elite athletes like Paul George, DeAndre Hopkins, Maria Sharpova, hundreds of thousands of customers, and me. And right now, you can try Theragun for 30 days, starting at only $199. Go to therabody.com slash locked on, therabody.com slash locked on.
1: All right. Welcome to shavings. Uh, we're giving a big shout out uh, to Paul George, him and Daniela. Welcome to new child. Congrats to Paul George. That's fantastic. Um, hope they way had to go, a, buddy. Way to go. Hope they had a, a smooth process um, throughout that whole thing. Prior to this announcement, uh, Paul George was spotted out with John Wall and Ben Simmons. And first off, I got to give Paul George a tip of the hat for getting this night out in uh truly right before that baby came because that's just good planning uh you gotta get gotta get that night out done second point is this just an elaborate troll by Paul George like these two players of players to be seen out with for Clippers fans is John Wall and Ben Simmons like what are we doing here man like is this a troll job or he's just buddies with these guys or is it a little both?
0: I I mean, I think it has more to do with him just being buddies with both. I I don't think that he's like trying to, you know, get any rumors swirling around, but I think that, uh, you know, sort of both guys are also in positions where perhaps they're asking for Paul George's advice, you know, being someone who had a great, you know, had had great seasons with a couple of different teams and like managed to, you know, uh, get into a different, into different situations. Good call. Um, Damn. That's a really good
1: Like picking his brain for that. I never even thought about that, dude. Like he could be such a wealth of information for guys who are like, I'm playing well here, but I'm not as max. Like, how can I do it in like a clean way? That's a man elite take.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I, I mean, like Paul George is probably a guy that I would look up to and ask for that sort of stuff. Uh, you know we we uh, we nearly share a birthday so i'm you got, you're right advice. there yeah i'm asking him for advice all the time he's never getting back to me but uh <laughs> i'm asking it
1: yeah you're well you're using the gmail paul. rules at gmail.com so that might not be his email um <laughs> yeah no this was it's just funny too like I don't, like, look, if John Wall gets bought out, sure. Come through to the Clippers. Will he get bought out? No, because their broke-ass owner of the Rockets would have to pay him $91 million to not play for their yeah, team.
0: Yeah, $91 million is too much.
1: <laughs> it's so much money. Ben Simmons, not really sure it's going to happen. that. Don't think we have enough to offer uh, the 76ers. But, hey, I'm glad Paul George had a good time. Um, I hope we see him out again, I guess. I don't know. Um, would you take John Wall? To, how my, would you be... I don't even want to talk about the John Wall thing. I feel like it's just bad juju.
0: We're not talking about John Wall. I don't want to do that right now. That's not how I want to end this show. How we want to
1: end the show is we're talking Serge Ibaka's birthday. Happy birthday, oh, to yeah. Serge. Made another year around this uh, the the sun, you know. Hope he can play uh, in the opener. I think he can. What do you get in Serge for his birthday? What do you get in um... the man who has everything?
0: Well, I mean, like normally I'd go scarf, but I feel like I, I don't even know Oh, that's I don't a lot of pressure
1: what, to put on yourself.
0: I don't even know what scarf he doesn't already have, you know. I don't want to give yeah. him a duplicate. Do you he go, might already even he might already even have duplicates of all the scarves?
1: He's got oh, he's got doubles. Uh, doubles are good.
0: Uh, do you think
1: you go campy scarf? Like, like I think you know what I mean. Like, you don't. know, you, you, i do not
0: go going novelty scarf.
1: So I think that's what. Like for Surge, I'm not gonna try and go buy a nice scarf because any scarf that I can afford, he probably already has, or he's passed over. But I think a scarf with like Balmer's face on it—that's a funny joke. Like that's like, oh, ha ha ha! I do love scarves. This is—I don't you know if Balmer.
0: he wears things ironically.
1: See, this is, a, this is a scarf that he's, he's literally going to look at it on his birthday and say, Ha-ha, and then possibly throw
0: in the trash as soon as I leave the house, which I'm okay with. If, if scarf is out, uh, which for me it is, it just seems like too much pressure. I'm going one of those big safari hats, not like a bucket hat, but like the safari hat. That's oh, like, yeah. I believe there's some sort of hard. shell. it's like a hard there, plastic. It's like covered with yeah. khaki colored fabric. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like covered in like a khaki fabric. I I feel like he would be like, oh man, I was gonna pick one of these up actually on my way to safari or something. So it'd be a helpful gift. <laughs> Classic <of> safari. And <laughs> it's serves. like I, I I I was thinking of going on a safari. So that's I a good. Go to gift. the airport from here.
1: That's that's a solid gift. I think I'd get him a bumper sticker that says, "My team plays in a zero mission stadium." <laughs> i'd get, I get him that bumper sticker. usob that's a great one there <laughs> you go oh he'd wag his finger and we'd all have a good laugh um anything else in shavings feels like for some reason also and i don't know why i feel this We're recording this on sunday night i feel like something's gonna happen this week for the Clippers. i'm getting a, a weird spidey oh. sense
0: you're getting some. You're you're feeling the force.
1: Something it's something is going to happen. I don't know. Uh, but on Wednesday's episode, we'll tell you what if it happens between now and Wednesday, we'll have you covered. Uh, over at Locked On Clips, you can send us your questions in. We're going to do a "What You Want to Know" Wednesday uh, segment where we just answer your fantastic questions. Maybe an update on the Paul George social outing watch, which hopefully is a little decrease now that he has uh, the newborn. And then, of course, whatever else happens between now and then in Clipperland. Will, where can these fantastic listeners review us or tell their friends to maybe listen to us if they'd like?
0: Uh, so you can review us on iTunes or the podcast app. Hey, look, regardless of where you listen, uh, if you would leave a rating and review, it definitely helps us. But you can listen to us on Google Podcasts, on Spotify, on Stitcher, on Deezer, on Amazon Music. You can learn speaker to play a lot on Clippers. It works fabulously. We mentioned, uh, but we are coming next three days a week, soon to be five days a week. And hey, we hope you we hope you come through for the for the hang.
1: We absolutely do. We gotta give a shout out to Chenny John, who gave us a five-star review on Friday. The man is maybe one of our most dedicated listeners. We met him. Fantastic dude. Shout out, Chenny John. Uh yeah, we thank you for listening. The man. He's the man. I have been positive, Chuck Mockler.
0: And I am William the Opinion Updike. We appreciate you.